0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Hungry for Success podcast. I'm your host, Michael Phelps. On this episode of the show, I got to talk to Josh Settelage, also known as the BJJ Strength Coach. Josh is a strength and conditioning coach and has his own podcast called the Daily Discipline Manifesto. Josh has some great ideas and concepts around discipline, and I think that you guys will be able to implement some of these things into your journey, and make yourself more successful. I really hope you guys like this type of content. I want to keep putting more educational-type things out. Uh, If you do, please let me know. But here he is, Josh Settlidge. Josh, what's up, buddy? How are you doing, Mike? Good to see you. You too, man. So I just want to start this show off by saying, uh, from what I see on Instagram, your podcast, you are a, a young guy who seems to be um, well on his way to being very successful in like a lot of different um, aspects of your life. So before we get into all those things that I'm excited to talk to you about, I want to give you an opportunity to, you know, uh, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background and the whole nine yards
1: yeah, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here and uh, hopefully share something with your audience and also learn something from you as well. Uh, but my name is Josh Setledge. If you've seen any of my YouTube videos and stuff, I always say, my name is Josh Setledge. I am the BJJ Strength Coach, and I'm a strength and conditioning coach from Sacramento, California. Uh, I wrestled in high school, and a lot of what I do revolves around wrestling, jujitsu, jitsu and ultimately my passion for uh, the iron game. Uh, all of that together has kind of led me down this path to be a strength coach for the two sports that I love most, being wrestling and jujitsu. And so, a lot of my life is consumed by that, as well as my and you know my overarching goal for my whole life. I really do believe I was put on this earth with a purpose to set the world on fire with daily discipline. And whether it's daily discipline in the gym, daily discipline on the mat, daily discipline in the wrestling room, relationships business ventures, whatever the case may be, I firmly believe that all good things in life come from daily discipline. So if I can help impact the world little by little by teaching them about daily discipline, being a good model of daily discipline, I'm sure we can all make the world a little bit, a little bit better place.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And one thing that I think it's cool there is you said like, it's your purpose. You know, you believe you were put on your, on this earth for that. And I really do believe that everyone is truly put on this earth for, something and you know i can't say that i've 100 percent found what that is but i do believe that i was put on this earth earth to help people in some way right so in my day job i'm an occupational safety manager i make sure people don't get hurt doing their daily job Um, but i've also found like a really a passion for helping people with their weight loss journeys and you know inspiring them sharing their stories and helping them in all different ways so i think it's cool that you found yours at such um a young age. And it seems like you're really on fire to, to go after that.
1: Thank you, man. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't say I found it at found my purpose at a, at a young age, so to speak. I mean, I am young, I'm 23 years old. Um, but even still, like if I didn't know when I was 10 or I didn't know when I was 16 that like, Oh, I want to, you know, set the world on fire with daily discipline. I hadn't really thought of any of that stuff yet. I knew kind of at those ages, um, that I was called to do something. And that I was called to be a leader in some way. I was called to help people in some way. And I just didn't know what that looked like yet. And so it's been a very fascinating journey for me, um, you know, working through a lot of different things in my life to ultimately kind of pinpoint, at least as far as I know, pinpoint that like, okay, my purpose is to set the world on fire with daily discipline and, and do that to the best of my ability.
0: So what made you, what gave you the idea for the daily discipline or what, how were you drawn to that?
1: Well, so um, like I mentioned before, I wrestled in high school. I've done martial arts, um, not my entire life, but martial arts have been a significant aspect of the majority of my life. I've spent more years doing some form of martial arts training than not. And there's a lot of discipline in those aspects and in those disciplines. And so, the discipline from that came from wrestling was used as a a way just to win, right? Like showing up to practice every day. If you show up to practice every day, you're more likely to win matches and win tournaments than the guy that shows up 50% of the time. And so that's kind of the only concept of discipline that I had. And so once I kind of reached high school and, you know, you get older, you get a summer job, you start dealing with money, you're not Like, sure, I'm still living at home, but you're kind of a little bit more independent than when you were a kid and everybody regiments everything for you. Everyone creates your own schedule. You know, you're just kind of a robot following along with whatever your parents tell you to do. And so once I was in high school, I realized that, like, I have a lot of autonomy right now. And the discipline that I learned in the wrestling room, I can also apply in the gym. And I saw my friends, you know, if you kind of like everyone's on the same path to a certain extent. And in high school, you kind of see people veer off on different mm-hmm. paths. And I saw the friends that did decide to utilize that discipline and continue to develop that discipline that they had in the wrestling room. I saw the friends that took that in other areas of their life. And unfortunately, I saw other friends that didn't. And they only left it in the wrestling room. And their lives, unfortunately, kind of quickly deteriorated. And so that's how I kind of quickly recognized that. And I'd been lifting weights for a while. By the time I started wrestling in high school, I started lifting weights in seventh grade when I was, um, or excuse me, the, uh, going into seventh grade, the summer between sixth and seventh grade. And that was all just for fun. And I realized that I needed to take the discipline from just the wrestling practice, just the wrestling room and apply that into the weight room. And if I applied that into the weight room, I can also apply that to how I eat and how I sleep, and how I recover. And if I'm more disciplined than everyone else on the team, I may not win any state tournaments or anything. Like I'll I'll be 100% transparent. I wasn't that great of a wrestler. I was probably like the most average wrestler you could ever find. Every season I went 15 and 15, 16 and 14, like even average, average, average wrestler as you could be. But I did start wrestling really late compared to a lot of other people. And that discipline, the discipline of training, the discipline of staying on top of my nutrition, the discipline of choosing not to party and to go to the gym instead or just go to bed and get extra sleep allowed me to be very successful uh, in high school and when it came to wrestling. And it's, you know, carried on to basically every other aspect of my life in college and my job. You know, as you know, we talked about it earlier. I work with Mark Bell at Super Training Gym and his podcast, Mark Bell's Power Project. And so discipline has helped me with my job there. It's helped me with the relationships that I've been able to develop, uh, just through meeting Mark and other people that, uh, that are around him. And so it's really kind of taken over my life to a certain extent.
0: So I know that you said, um, a lot of this, this one has come from, you know, uh, has been developed through, you know, your time wrestling and in, and, and on the mats and in martial arts. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people who do martial arts and wrestling that don't you know, aren't as dedicated to it as you are. So is there something that uh, in your home life from your parents or anything like that, that really instilled that in you? And, you know, you talked about the two paths that people had in high school. Was there something that made you go down that discipline path?
1: Yeah, there there are two things, actually. And then the first one that was, it was modeled for me at a very young age. uh, And that was with my dad. I'm kind of a natural, naturally an early bird. I'd get up Uh, I wasn't always the first person to get up um, in the family, but I would get up earlier, so to speak. And I remember that every morning when I woke up, there's always that yellow light under the crack of my door. Mm -hmm. And that was a sign that my dad was already up and awake. And when I'd wake up, he'd already been up for at least an hour, sometimes an hour and a half. And there he was in his office. He was reading his Bible. He was studying. He was working. Sometimes he just got started on work super early, you know, at five in the morning, 530 in the morning. And I saw how that benefited him and how that impacted his life and how that impacted how he interacted with my mom, how he interacted with myself and my brother. And I saw the benefits from that. And some of those benefits were every morning he started his day with some of his own personal development. You know, we were kids, you know, he's, he's, he's our dad, he's a family man. So, you know, after he gets home from work, he can't just go into the garage and, you know, work on reloading ammo or, you know, go out to the range and shoot, you know, cause he's our dad. And he will say that, you know, his number one priority is being our dad. And so that time to himself that, you know, everybody frankly kind of needs, everyone needs a little bit of time to themselves, time to develop themselves. He got that early in the morning when no one else was awake. And so he sacrificed sleep to develop himself and so I kind of put the connection together and saw that correlation pretty early seeing like okay he's making a small sacrifice in the morning to invest in himself so that he can better invest in others including myself my brother my mom people around him and so that was one big example and and kind of uh, a really good role model for me on on how impactful discipline is and why it's important and then the other thing is that I'm just super freaking competitive, and I hate losing. I absolutely despise losing so much, almost to a fault. You know, I've we would, I've, I me and my uh, fiance we used to play chess all the time, and they when the competitiveness comes out, we're like, how about we just don't play chess? It's a little bit better if you know if we don't play chess all the time. But uh, I'm super competitive, and a friend of mine from wrestling him and I, uh, in the off season, uh, we lifted with a coach of ours. And one of our wrestling coaches was a CrossFit instructor and a police officer. Um, and so I have my own opinions now on CrossFit, but he was a great coach at the time and he made sure we weren't getting hurt, or doing anything stupid. And, uh, so he had his own private gym through the police station. And so he would invite us and we would go lift with him and, um, learn how to, you know, get stronger, get faster, all that good stuff. And one of his friends, from that CrossFit gym I uh, told uh, my friend and I, my teammate that there was a CrossFit competition coming up. That was going to be held at a uh, CrossFit gym in town. And it was, you know, maybe two and a half months away or, you know, three months away and we both signed up for it and we were in the same division. Now mm-hmm. I trained with him and he, he's very competitive as well, but we're in two different weight classes. So in practice, we never really trained together. You know, we would, trained side by side, but we weren't rolling together. We weren't drilling together. Um, And so it was a good, you know, competition. It, It was, it invoked some good competitive spirit between the two of us. And I remember taking that competition so seriously. I was only 16 years old. He was 16, or maybe he had just turned 17. And I remember him texting me and asking me, we had finished a workout, one workout, and we went home and did another workout uh, and so, you know, I go home and shower, then I get a text from him and he says, Hey, like so-and-so is, you know, having a shindig tonight. Like you want to come Like, we're going to go grab pizza or something and go kick it with the boys. And I remember, you know, debating what I should do. Should I go have pizza with him or should I go train again? And I decided to say, no, you know, I like, Oh, I'm no, I'm not going to, I, I can't, I'm busy doing something. And I went and trained again. And there was something that felt kind of good about that. like getting one up on him a little bit and training while he's resting, training while he's sleeping, doing extra while he's taking a break. Um, And then when the competition came down to it, coincidentally enough, we were the only two people that had signed up for our division. So there was no one else to compete against except me and him. Uh, And he's fine with me saying this, but I smashed him in the, in the competition. I won every event uh, and outperformed him on, on every event. And that was a, a good a good like real world example for me in showing how discipline, how far discipline can take you, you know, like discipline isn't, has really discipline really has nothing to do with immediate gratification. Right. So, you know, that That's moment, exactly. the competition say it was in August in June, in the middle of June, we had just gotten out of school, you know, like it's summer vacation. We were trying to kick it. We we're trying to have fun. We're trying to, you know, chill with the boys and stuff. Sure. We're training, we're doing, what we're supposed to do, which is train once a day, wrestle a couple of times a week. And when the decision came to like, okay, I can sacrifice hanging out with him. Now I can sacrifice hanging out with the friends now and potentially set myself up for success in August when the competition comes. And I kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that all summer and ultimately paid off in huge ways. And that was the like, probably the second most impactful moment for me that anytime I feel like even now in my life, like even now where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I don't really want to train. I don't really want to do this. I don't really want to study. I think about that competition that I trained for. And I think like, okay, who's on the other side of the world? Who's on the other side of town that's debating and trying to make the same decision that I'm making. If I choose the decision to maintain my discipline and they choose not to, I have a better chance of winning a better chance of being successful, a better chance of beating them in the future. I may not know it yet, but I'm investing in my future today by making those sacrifices to stay on the path of daily discipline.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. There's nothing that feels better than when you um, have an event and you're successful because you know that you have put in the work, right? You have put in the work, yeah. you've done the long hours and then you're successful. That is like the most gratifying thing. Um, that there is but one thing that i noticed you said there is you talked about instant gratification and really instant gratification is almost the enemy of discipline right because so often people are are torn to do what feels good in the moment and not play the long Mm -hmm. game and i really feel like that's when discipline plays a role like especially on this show most of the people i've talked to you know have lost 150 200 pounds like all kinds wow. of crazy stuff and they're all you know the the common thing is is they're playing the long game they you know they're having discipline and that's one reason i really wanted to have you on the show to talk about this is because i think you have some really insightful stuff um when it comes to discipline but i do think that that um immediate gratification is like the enemy of discipline
1: oh 100 man 100 percent. i heard a quote by a um I can't remember who it was, but he was, he was in the fitness industry. He was either a bodybuilding coach or a, uh, some sort of strength coach. And he said that if we only trained when we wanted to, we would never make any progress. We would always be the same. Yeah. It, the, the real progress, real strength gains, real, um, you know, real bodybuilding gains or real fat loss gains, uh, progress in whatever area of your life you're working towards. Those truly only come from the days that you decide to invest in those goals. I mean, it's, it's kind of crazy. It almost seems backwards. Like, wait a minute. Like I love lifting weights. Like how can I not make any progress if I love lifting weights? But it's like, you know, if you only do things when you enjoy doing them, you really just sell yourself short. You really only hit a fraction of what you're called to do or who you're called to be. And if you can just like postpone that gratification just a little bit and see the reward that comes from that, it's going to be that much easier to postpone it even further and make a bigger investment next time. Kind of like working with money, you know, like say you have a thousand dollars. I don't know anything about stocks, but say you have a thousand dollars and you try to buy like a stock, you'd like, dump all thousand dollars on one stock that just you know skyrockets now you have a little bit more money now you can make a bigger investment for a bigger return down the line it's not going to be instant you know stocks take time to grow stocks also take time uh to tank as well and so you kind of get a little discipline under your belt you kind of it's kind of like a snowball effect you get a little snowball going you can be more disciplined in other areas and ends up taking over your whole life and you find benefit from daily discipline and everywhere
0: yeah. So before we go a little too far down this rabbit hole, what does discipline mean to you? Like we've said that we've said that term a lot. Um, when you um, talk about discipline, what does that mean to you?
1: So discipline, there's a few different definitions of discipline when you look it up in the dictionary. One definition is uh, like you're getting disciplined. Like what kids think about, like they get a spanking, they're getting disciplined for doing something wrong. There's discipline in the sense that it's like a it's a uh, action that um, refines your mind, makes you more mentally tough. Um, something that's kind of regimented and something that's kind of routine. And then there's discipline in the sense that it's like a, a, a practice that you have. So like, uh, you know, like the discipline of journaling. You know, it's kind of like the action of journaling. And so daily discipline for me kind of pulls from all those definitions. And my personal definition of daily discipline is consistent actions, habits, routines, choices, and decisions that may not be pleasurable in the moment, but will pay dividends in the long run. And there's two keys to daily discipline that as I've spent time, uh, not just practicing daily discipline, but also thinking about it and learning from a lot of other people, the two keys to daily discipline are, is one, preparation, and two, consistency. You cannot be disciplined if you are not prepared. It's almost like an oxymoron, you know? Like if you, if something appears, if you appear to be disciplined but you're not ever prepared for that, then you're just, that's just luck. That It doesn't count. And, dis- and daily discipline, that's why it's daily discipline, not weekly discipline, not monthly discipline, not discipline all year, you know, people get that confused too. It's daily discipline. So it needs to be consistent. Being, doing a workout just once doesn't help anybody. Eating one good meal doesn't help anybody. Doing, going to one wrestling practice doesn't make you a great wrestler. Doing one jujitsu session doesn't make you a great jiu athlete. It's a daily effort. It's a daily campaign. And so you know, consistent actions, habits, routines, choices, and decisions that may not be pleasurable in the moment, but will pay dividends in the long run. And the two keys are preparation and consistency. And so that's kind of my, my definition of daily discipline.
0: Yeah. So I think like a really good real life example of those two keys that I was just thinking about is one. So I did my meal prep today. And so that nice. meal prep will help me stay disciplined through the week with my food. And if I consistently do that, Over the course of six months, I will hit my weight loss goals or my strength goals or, you know, whatever, because I'm prepared and I'm consistent. And that allows me to be disciplined because you're exactly right. Whenever I'm not prepared, when I don't have that meal prep done, that's when I'm more likely to stop at the gas station and get, you know, uh, some kind of bar and a drink and all this kind of stuff. Um, So I think those are really spot on. Um, But with that said, a lot of people, when they talk, talk to me, when they say, oh, I've seen how much weight you lost, I wish I could do that, but I'm not disciplined enough, or I just can't get the motivation. So discipline, is that something that everyone has, or something you can develop, or something you're born with?
1: What is it? It's, something, it's definitely something that everyone can develop, and I don't think anybody's born with discipline. Just like somebody can be, um, somebody can be born genetically to be strong. Okay, if they never lift, then how strong can they be? They're really not that strong. They might be born strong, but they're not strong because they never developed truly developed strength. If you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And discipline, I believe, is the same way. So I love getting up early. I wake up at anywhere between 3 a.m. to 3:15, just about every day, and I enjoy getting up early. Now, just Most because call I that mean the middle of the night. Yes. Yeah. I, I have heard that before. Uh, yeah. Sometimes, uh, my brother, he's a little bit of the opposite on the opposite end. He works, um, uh, he works nights. So sometimes he'll be coming home and I'll be on my way out and I'll be like, what's up dog. Have a good night. And I'll be out going to the gym. But, and that's, and that's another thing too, is like, you can still be disciplined at night. Like my brother will lift at 1230 AM because, he gets home from work and that's just the time that he has a train and that's his daily discipline. But to go back to your original question, I do think some people may be more inclined to be a little bit more headstrong. Some people may be more inclined to think futuristically so they have a better understanding of, okay, the investment that i make in myself today will pay off down the line. I do think that's true, but I don't think anybody is born, with discipline. It's something that has to be created has to, it's something that has to be forged, something that has to be consistently, um, consistently developed. You know, it's a daily development of discipline. The discipline that I have today, like will really only help me to tomorrow. If I'm not disciplined tomorrow, my discipline from today isn't going to cover myself for tomorrow. I still got to be disciplined tomorrow. Now, some things may cover that. Like you mentioned for yourself, you meal prepped uh, today, so you're good today, but tomorrow you have to make the disciplined choice to eat what you prepared yesterday, right? Exactly. You still have the choice to, to pull off the freeway, hit that uh, hit that pit stop, hit that mini mart that you're always uh, passing by on the way home from work. You have to make the decision to drive right straight past that and hit your meal that you've made the, d- the day prior. So, um, if people are I, I do get a lot of questions on like, I don't have any motivation. You know, I don't have any, like, I have no discipline. How do I develop discipline? I'm not motivated to be disciplined. And I think it's important to recognize the differences between discipline and motivation. Motivation, and, and my mentor, Mark Bell, has mentioned this before. Motivation is weak. Motivation is fleeting. It's temporary. It's fickle. Um, it's kind of like, It's kind of like dynamite. You know, like it's great and it works, but once it's gone, it's gone. And you're not, it's, you can't count on motivation. Motivation doesn't carry champions to the last round. Motivation doesn't carry people to the Olympics. Motivation doesn't carry people um, in deep weight cuts. If you're a wrestler, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're wrestling and you're trying to cut weight and to get into that one weight class where you feel you could win the state title, motivation isn't going to cut the weight for you. You can wish and be fired up and watch all the best Dan Gable highlight videos. You can watch all the jujitsu videos of Gordon Ryan, Andre Galval, like smashing all these guys with the cool music and the cool montages and (laughs) stuff. But motivation doesn't do anything outside of like get your mind right. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But the people that, that I work with that say like, oh, I'm not motivated. That's fine. You just need to be disciplined. Motivation isn't going to take you very far, but discipline will take you as far as you want to go. So I think it's important to, to differentiate those two things. Yeah, I think
0: that's exactly right. And so for a long time, I personally, um, you know, kind of had the motto of like, motivations, bullshit, disciplines, everything. And, you know, that's still, I, I still do believe that in some ways, but I'm never better than when I'm disciplined and I'm motivated. Does that make sense? Yes. Like, you know, I'm disappointed. I'm getting to the gym, but I'm also super hyped by one of those videos. Or, I mean, it's just like you said earlier, like you can love something. Like I love jujitsu, but there's days that I get off work and I'm mentally drained and I'm tired and I just don't want to go, but I still go to get better. And then there, but then there's some days where I'm just like hyped. Like I can't wait to go when I, and then, so those days are the best. So it's almost like, you know, there are two things and they can be, Mm -hmm. When put together it 's like magic
1: oh dude, one hundred percent you you hit the nail on the head, and that's I think people forget about that they they think like when somebody's disciplined and motivated like on January first or I should say January second like they got one day down and then they're ready to go the second day, and they do the the same uh, positive uh, whether it's positive action towards their goal again that's the sweet spot you know like that's that's awesome but at least like with some of the people that I talked to on Instagram and that reach out to me, they feel like that once they lose motivation that like, they don't know where to go and they don't know what to do when really you just got to keep doing what you, what you're, what you're doing. Just don't stop when you're not motivated. If you can just train yourself to just, you know, like, Oh, I'm not motivated to go to the gym today Uh, or to use your example with jujitsu. Like, man, like I had a really great session on Monday. I had a great session on Tuesday. It's Wednesday. I really don't want to go. Maybe I'll just go, tomorrow it's like no just if you want to skip tomorrow because you need a recovery day great but you're not skipping today you can always rest tomorrow just go to class today and you probably know what i'm talking about you go to class it's never like you leave class like man i I was right i should have skipped class you always leave feeling better you always leave Mm -hmm. feeling fired up like man like that guy like caught me with that one submission again so i really gotta like watch some videos (laughs) or something try to figure out how to skip that triangle so it's it's interesting it's 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 not complex and overly complicated, but it's, it's more, much more difficult in practice, but you're right. The sweet spot is with motivation and discipline together. You feel like you can, you know, do anything.
0: Yeah. A hundred percent. And it's the same thing with the gym. Like I, I've never left the gym and said like, man, I wish I didn't come here and work out or like, I feel worse. Yes. Like, that just doesn't happen. And actually something that, um, At the start of my journey, I believe that I actually came from Mark and me listening to his podcast was like, that I really implemented was like, if you have to run a mile and you don't feel like doing it, like go walk for 20 minutes, right? Like just go get, go get active, go get, do something like towards your goal. And then, you know, almost, I would say 90 plus percent of the time, whenever, if I had to run a mile and I went and walked for 20 minutes, I ended up running that mile. You know, because I got out there and I got working. then it's just like, okay, I got to do this, right? Because half the battle is getting to the gym or getting to the activity or getting started. And once you get started, that's when, you know, that discipline or motivation or whatever you have can really kick in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's the same same with lifting weights too, you know, like um, whether it's lifting weights or jujitsu, you know, you feel kind of bogged down, you feel kind of banged up. And you, you're debating whether or not you should go. And then you end up like, okay, I'll go. I'll just do whatever I need to do to go. And you like take the bar for a few reps and like, oh, I actually don't really feel that bad. Throw a plate on. Like, oh, okay. Things are kind of moving pretty good. I feel loose. Feel, feel good to go. Throw another plate on. You're like, oh, man, like I feel like I can maybe like smash the weight my coach wrote down for me or, or you know, blast through the speed work, whatever's on the menu for the day. But I think people are scared to even test themselves in that way. And they're afraid that they're, they're so afraid of failing that they'll just quit before the race even starts. So let us quit before the fight even starts. When it's like, just throw yourself in there, just start the race. Who cares if you come in last, at least you finished it, right? Who cares if the workout didn't go exactly how you planned it out six months ago when you wrote out some super complicated macro cycle, it's like, you just made it to the gym. That's a win for the day, you know? Exactly. So Kind
0: of going back to what we talked about just a minute ago, like we said that, you know, discipline can be learned, it can be improved on. Um, so, you know, kind of cater this to my audiences is that if you're a person, you've started your weight loss journey or you started a fitness journey, you're lifting or whatever, you know, how can you um, improve on that discipline? Like, how can you go about building that? Do
1: you have some tips? I do. Yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing, and I pretty, I would go as far to say that this will help with any goal that you have. And it helps a ton, especially with fitness related goals. So if your goal is to lose 50 pounds, you know, you have some extra weight that you're trying to get rid of, Um, you know, regardless of why you gained the weight, it doesn't really matter. But you're just, you're just thinking like, I would love to lose 50 pounds. One of the best things you can do is to just write that goal down to hold yourself accountable, but also write down what time of day you're gonna work towards that goal. So say you're like, okay, my goal is to lose 50 pounds. I need to go exercise and I need to go exercise a minimum of four days a week. That's more days of the week than not. It doesn't matter what day I do that on, we'll get to that part in a second, but I just need to figure out what time of the day I'm gonna exercise. And sometimes that's just getting up an hour earlier to go hit your workout, getting the kids ready, going to work, doing your thing, doing the stuff with the family, whatever you got to do, and going from there. If you set the time and mark it in your calendar, mark it in your journal, mark it in your phone, wherever you need, wherever you need to do that. That's going to help you establish a little bit of discipline and help you be prepared. Like I mentioned earlier, preparation is the first key to discipline. If you have a goal, that's great. At least you have a goal, but if you're not prepared to even put in the work for that goal, you'll never get there. So plan ahead, prepare the time ahead so that you you know when you're going to go to the gym, when you're going to hit your at-home workout, whatever the case may be. And then also plan to be consistent. So, that comes into looking at things like, okay, I'm going to train Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is a crazy day. Realistically, I probably can't work out consistently on that day. So I'm going to work out Thursday. Friday is a complete family day. Saturday morning I'll get up before the kids get up and I'll hit my fourth workout on Saturday. Boom. You've planned ahead. Now, you'll now all you got to do is put it in practice and be consistent with this. So that's one way that people can start to implement discipline. And then the other, the other big thing, I think, and why people fail at reaching their goals is they set goals that are, they're great. Don't get me wrong. There's not, it's not like it's a bad goal, but it's so far out there that they have a hard time seeing all the little steps that they need to take to even get to like the halfway or the quarterly goals. You know, I have several goals in my life that I've written on the mirror um, that are business related, that are fitness related, that are uh, competitive related goals. But I'm thinking like two years, four years, six years down mm-hmm. the line. And if I don't put mini goals between now, what's today, November 1st, 2020, and where I want to be November 1st, 2026, that's I'm going to get lost along the way. And so okay. I have a goal for by the end of 2020. Okay, by 2021, I have this goal right here. Now, that goal is also going to help me down the line when I do get to 2026. But for right now, I just need like a, a littler goal to shoot for. And so that's important as well. If your goal is to lose 50 pounds, that's a great goal. I'm not knocking you on your goal, but maybe just shoot for by the end of this month, I want to lose five pounds. That's all you got to do. Make it, make the, get the first five pounds down. After that reassessment, like that was actually pretty easy. I actually lost a little bit more than five pounds. I lost a total of six and a half pounds. That's great. Okay. What are we going to do to lose another five pounds and take it from there? make it more, uh, they say like, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? I feel goal setting and achieving those goals is is very similar.
0: I couldn't agree more. And, you know, one thing that I say like about those goals or like to think of is, you know, people do set major goals, but having those little goals beforehand are crucial. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, success and wins are contagious. Once you hit that and it's it's like a snowball, you just keep going. So once you yes. hit that first 5 pounds, then you're on your way to 10, then you're on your way to 20. But it also works if the opposite if you're not disciplined. So that first time you start at, you stop at McDonald's if you're not disciplined and you allow yourself to go back again, then you know what you do, you're going to keep doing more of until you put your foot down and make a change. So you know, if you stay disciplined and consistent, like we're talking about, then you're way more likely to hit those goals in the long term. Um, but I think we, we're talking a lot about goals here, and I think that's a major point because discipline and consistency is are much easier when you have a goal in mind.
1: One hundred percent.
0: And so, I guess an example that I can give is, you know, I've gotten to a weight. Well, I've gotten to where I'm happier with my body. Right. And so I've noticed that I focus way less on the things that have been important to me in the past, like weighing myself and making sure I get my workouts in mm-hmm. and making sure I get my water in because, you know, I don't have this major goal of losing a hundred pounds anymore. And mm-hmm. so, you know, that getting into that maintenance phase has really, it's messed with my mind a little bit, say in the last year or so. Um, so people having a goal is huge.
1: Hundred percent, hundred percent. There's there's a guy um, that Mark has had on his podcast before called Corey Gregory, and mm-hmm. he has the concept of always putting a date on a, on the calendar. If you don't have a date on the calendar, what are you shooting for? You know, like I think that's another important part of uh, goal setting is having a deadline. And so, any time where I feel like I'm kind of skating through life a little bit, maybe I maybe I just completed a goal. Maybe I just competed at a jiu-jitsu tournament and I felt great. You know, I performed well at the tournament, and now I'm kind of chilling. You know, I had a deload week, kind of rested, ate some good food, and now I'm just kind of training. I don't know why I'm going to the gym. I don't know why I'm going to jujitsu. It's like, okay, now I need a date on the calendar. Now I need something to shoot for. Now I need a deadline, and that that's important too, because that you know, what do they they say? Um, what's the phrase? Uh, a a goal a goal without a deadline is just a dream. You know.
0: Yeah. And so actually, I listened to one of your podcasts where um, you had stated your goals for the remainder of the year. And, you know, funny enough, like I had just did that. And so I went to your page and like posted them in your comment section because, you know, having that accountability, putting it out there, putting it on paper to someone else, you know, um, really makes you think like, you know, I believe in being self accountable and accountable to myself, but it helps out when I'm accountable to other people as well. So, you know, when I think like, Hey, I want to lay on the couch today. It's like, Hey, I put my goals out there like for everyone to see. So I need to go out and get
1: after it, not just for myself, but because that's my word. hundred percent, man. And I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at least for us, like what we say, and staying true to that is extremely important. And the relationships that we build with others, we want to build strong relationships with people, uh, men and women that are, that are true to their word. And what better way to put ourselves in a corner and like be like, look, I put it out there on the podcast. Like The goal is to deadlift 500 pounds. Like it's either going to rip my arms off and tear my biceps or I'm going to deadlift 500 pounds. I really don't have any, any other options. And every morning when it's like, I really don't want to lift right now, but what's well, gonna hurt worse? Telling all the people on the podcast—it's not a lot of people—but you know, telling like the few people that do listen, <laughs> tell them like, "Hey, look, guys, I pushed out. I didn't—you know—I didn't get the workouts in. I didn't hit the meals that I was supposed to hit. I skipped a bunch of training sessions that I wasn't supposed to. I changed up the exercises because some of the exercises were too hard. That's a terrible feeling. That's that is like gut-wrenchingly sickening to me to to have to face to face the music like that. I think that's the term. And to like admit that I just quit in front of everybody, you know, and that that's not me. I'll quit to myself a ton and I've done it before and I still do it sometimes. And I'm still working. I'm not quitting to myself, but quitting to other people, it stings way worse. And so if you could just blast it out there, put it out in public, like you did on, on my page, like I did on the podcast, you put yourself in a corner, you're that much more accountable. You're that, you know, that you're that much more likely to to be successful with that
0: yeah and so you know for people like who put are putting themselves out there like we are on podcasts and social media and all those kind of things like people look up to that and you know we have to try to set a good example and so that's why it's so that's why it's so painful to not hit those goals or whatever but it is easier to do that whenever you have put in the work whenever you have say discipline and say you've worked really hard and you've done what you could do but you just fall short, right? And it's a lot easier to say, Hey, I've worked my ass off. And I just, I fell short. um, But here's how I'm going to go moving forward. That's a lot easier to say than, you know, whenever you have taken the easy way out. Absolutely, man.
1: Absolutely. So
0: while we're talking on goals here, this is something that I'm asking you, like, actually, personally, for me, is like, so I have found that I really have a lot of conflicting goals. So I have like, work goals, business goals, uh, jujitsu goals, fitness goals, all these things, right. And sometimes those goals are conflicting, you know, so sometimes I want to be like a world class jujitsu athlete. And sometimes I want to be a bodybuilder. And sometimes I want to run a marathon. And sometimes I want to do it, you know, so they can get to be very conflicting goals that are all over the place. How do you you know, prioritize those goals, narrow them down, make them fit together for yourself. I
1: dude, I have made that mistake so many times in the past. I, when I um, first got into uh, learning about strength and conditioning, I would take everything I learned and just mix it all together. So like I'd listen to one podcast about five by five squat programs. So like, Oh, I'm going to do the five by five squat program. And then I'd listen to another podcast by the same podcast this, the next week with some conditioning guy, be like, Oh sweet. I want to put in like a bunch of miles of road work in what, like no wonder I wasn't getting any faster and I wasn't getting any stronger because like I just kept having shiny object syndrome and mixing all these different goals together. And so one thing that really taught me to like narrow in on one particular goal was when I did my bodybuilding show in 2016, I wasn't doing jujitsu at the time and I had already stopped wrestling, but I, I, Realized, and I was coming off a pretty big bulk. I'm not gonna lie, had a dimple belly. I was getting pretty fat, <laughs> and I needed a date on the calendar to kind of get me in shape. And so, when it came to the uh, the bodybuilding show, I signed up for it. I, you know, got Corey Gregory was my coach for that show, and so I was working uh, with him and his website and his diet and stuff. And reading, looking, reading the content from Corey and listening to a lot of his videos and other people like Mark. I realized like I may be able to make it to the show if I try to mix in all these other goals, but I'm not going to perform very well. You know, like I know it's my first bodybuilding show, but I'm competitive. I want to freaking win the thing and I can't really win it. If I'm also trying to be a power lifter, if I'm also trying to like run 10 miles a week, or if I'm also trying to um, start a business and devote all my time to that. And so I really, I realized very quickly that I'm not going to get as shredded as I want. I'm not going to get as jacked as I want if my attention and my focus is being pulled in all these other directions. Once I finished the bodybuilding show, I was like, wow, that paid off in a big way. I placed third. It was in the teen division at some show in Lake Tahoe. It was an awesome experience. I had a ton of fun and I saw the results like, okay, I was so focused and dialed in on just doing this one thing. Did I still want to do jujitsu? Yes, I did. Did I still want to like get just super big and jacked and lift a bunch of weight? Yes, I did. But I just held off on those for eight weeks, got in really good shape, placed third at the bodybuilding show. And I realized like, okay, what if I just try to formulate these goals and like eight week increments or 12 week increments. Now we can work on a bunch of different goals at the same time. You know, if your goal, um, for example, like what, what's your a goal? What are two conflicting goals that you have right now?
0: Um, so I have like really been pushing the, um, like gaining strength, power lifting type workouts. Um, and then, but I've also been trying to train like four plus days a week in jujitsu and it just feels like I'm to the point where, you know, my body is getting beat up every week and it's like, I get to Sunday and I can't really move. My back hurts. My legs hurt. like, you know, and so those yeah. have been, cause I'm, you know, I'm lifting five days a week four plus days a week of Jiu Jitsu. And it's just a lot of uh, wear and tear at the end of the week.
1: Awesome. So that's, that's perfect. So what I've been doing and uh, let me know if this helps you out, what I've been doing when I push for a big strength goal. So what my goal by the end of the year is to deadlift 500 pounds. That's a big strength goal. All of my recovery, all of my energy needs to be prepared to be put into those training sessions to deadlift 500 pounds. Now I'm still training jujitsu. But one thing that's helped me kind of like keep jujitsu at bay is just practice what I suck at. I'm not gonna lie, I don't get very tired when I'm, you know, working on my butterfly guard. Reason being, because I suck at it. If mm-hmm. I was wrestling and we were standing up, I would push really hard because I'm competitive. It's like, I know I'm good at wrestling. I know I can probably take this guy down. So I'm gonna push really hard to take him down and, you know, go from there. And so forcing yourself to practice the stuff that you're not good at with conflicting goals. Uh, I've found has been pretty helpful when it comes to like, okay, should I study for this one test or should I try to read all these different books? It's like, well, read the book that you're going to be tested on, but in your time in the car, when you can't read, maybe listen to another podcast where you can pick up some more information. You don't need to split your time. 50, 50. You you can split your time. 70, 30. You can split your time. 90, uh, 90, 10, you know, but find ways to like, manage fatigue uh, in your specific example with jujitsu and lifting, find ways to manage fatigue, find ways to uh, almost put a handicap on yourself to slow yourself down. That's helped me a ton. And that's helped a ton in the reverse too. When I've been training for jujitsu competitions and I've been like, I see guys lifting super heavy at super training. I'm like, man, I kind of want to jump in there. Oh man. They're like slinging some heavy deadlifts. I kind of want to jump in there. It's like, well, what if I do, a beltless strapless deficit pause deadlift with chains i can't go very heavy so i'm not going to get that banged up i might like work really hard which is great and it's fun but i can't go that heavy and i'm still going to have plenty of energy and plenty of of uh, pop so to speak to go to jiu-jitsu later and do the training that i need to do to prepare for the upcoming tournament
0: yeah i think that is a uh, really good advice right and I really like the part of like the eight to 12 week increments of working on a goal because, you know, I mean, I can work on getting stronger and work on jujitsu and just like rotate the, uh, intensity of the two and throw in some different, you know, modifications like you're talking about with the deadlifts and stuff, depending on which cycle that I'm in, which one yeah. I'm, I'm prioritizing at the time. And I also think, uh, you know, I've thought to myself a couple of times, like maybe I should just. If my goal is to be in really good shape and, and, and gain some muscle and things like that, plus be good at jiu-jitsu, focusing on jiu-jitsu and doing the lifting in support of that, you know, uh, could be a good option as well. So there's a bunch of things I've been I've been toying with in my head.
1: The, the good thing is, is that and, and you'll know this as a fellow jujitsu jitsu guy, jiu-jitsu is not going anywhere no Well, actually i take that back i'm sorry i take that back because given this freaking year man it seemed like <laughs> jiu-jitsu was going away for a little bit yeah. so outside of this year jiu is probably not going anywhere you know unless you're a competitive jujitsu athlete where jujitsu literally is what's bringing home the cash for you um taking eight weeks to like try to hit a squat pr guess what jiu is still going to be there if you go from training six days a week at jiu-jitsu to training three days a week so you can try to hit a big squat PR guess what as soon as you hit that squat PR it's it's still there it's not like it's ever going away I say that now given the circumstances of this year but you know and the same goes for the weight room you know like if you um, sure your lifts may decrease a little bit but guess what all it's going to take is like a 12-week Training cycle, a five-week peaking cycle, and look—you just smash another PR at your powerlifting meet, or whatever the case may be. So, I think a lot of people get scared of that. They get scared of losing the progress that they just made, and they want to hang on to it so tight. They don't want to branch out. They don't want to expand. Try something new. Try something they're not good at. Um, I've been probably working for the last year, year and a half now. I've been working a ton of lapel guard. Uh, so like worm guard, squid guard, lapel passing and stuff, a lot of the stuff that Keenan Cornelius puts out. Mm-hmm. And I was talking with my instructor and he's like, Hey, like, let's start wrestling again. Cause you're good at wrestling, but you're not using it. You haven't used it for a while. And I was getting kind of nervous. I was like, I don't want to go back to wrestling. Cause like when I can't take somebody down, I'll just pull guard and use lapel guard on him. But <laughs> he forced me to like, I wanted to hang on to that so tight. And he forced me to like, Hey, chill out. Look, lapel guard's still going to go there. I just want you to try to use it wrestling more and guess what sometimes it works sometimes i don't get the takedown and what do i do i can just go back to lapel guard you know yeah that's
0: the best part about jujitsu in particular is you can just blend all the stuff together and it just makes one big piece of beautiful music (laughs) yep yes sir Um, so one a couple more things before we get off this discipline topic because there's some things i really want to talk about so I listened to basically uh, one of your podcasts about like your nine roles of daily discipline and the two that really stuck out to me that I wanted to bring up was, was the first two, right. Was So your discipline was um, the first one was, sorry, I haven't written down here loving your family. And the other one was like spending time in your faith. And I thought that was really cool that those are two of your um, daily disciplines and not something that, You know, honestly, uh, I guess I'm kind of ashamed to say this, but not something I thought about to implement in my daily disciplines.
1: Hey, I'm right there with you, man. I didn't, when I first started developing, like, I guess this philosophy of daily discipline, I didn't think of my family first and I didn't think of my faith first. And when I was wrestling in high school, I saw the discipline in wrestling. I saw that the discipline, the weight room translated into wrestling. I saw that the discipline I had in isolating myself, um, w- worked really well in wrestling, but it didn't work well with my family. You know, my relationship with my brother, I was, I trained so much and isolated myself and like, didn't like, I, I avoided all as many family gatherings as I could. Cause I, it would get in the way of my, my workouts, I would avoid um, a lot of relationships with my friends. And I think a lot of relationships with my friends at the time suffered because of that, because I would rather train by myself um, than spend time with them. And so whether it's a spouse, whether it's family, whether it's it's close friends, it's important that your discipline translates to those areas as well, because if it doesn't, it's not discipline. It's kind of obsessive and it it's very selfish. And I've made that mistake before. And that's something I've struggled with in the past is being extremely selfish. You know, you may, if they did a doctor, like a 30 for 30 on me and they're like, he in high school, he woke up at four fifteen and he trained harder than anybody else. Like, okay, that's great. But where's the camera crew with my family? Like where I was getting all these arguments with my parents and screaming at them and stuff and like having this resentment towards them. Cause I felt like they were getting in the way of my goals. That is not discipline. That's selfishness, that's uh, corruption, in my own heart and my own mind towards my family. And nobody really wants to live a life like that. And especially, when that, I believe that all comes down to our faith. If you don't have your heart right with God first, if you don't have your time in the morning, and I, and I still struggle with this too, you know, like every morning I do my best to like spend time in the word, spend time praying, and sometimes I don't. Sometimes, And it's still like a struggle for me. Like I'm still trying to make that a daily habit for myself but if you don't have that how could you expect to like love your family to the fullest extent how could you expect to be the best person that god has called you to be if you don't connect with them first throughout the day and that's why those two rules are 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 one and two and they're most impo- most important to me
0: yeah i feel like everyone could benefit from those rules because like so regardless of what you believe you know some people have different beliefs and and that's fine but you can definitely benefit from being disciplined in um, being good with your family and spending time with them and whether that's praying or meditating or whatever you're doing, spending time with yourself and the things that uh, make you feel at peace are, those are two tips that could help everyone in something that, something that moving forward, I'm definitely going to, um, try to implement more. So, you know, just like what I do is I basically wake up at four o'clock in the morning Leave from my house, nice. go to the gym, and then I leave from the gym and drive straight to work, which is like 45 minutes. I leave straight from work and I go to jujitsu and then I get home at like 8 30 or set eight between eight and eight thirty. And then I try to go to bed at like nine or nine thirty. So I can get up at four. And that doesn't leave a lot of time for my wife or for me to be a good husband or whatever. So, you know, I she has her own things too. So that's you know, that's cool. There's a balance there, but At the same time, I have to be like, when I'm going to set these days, like Wednesday nights, Saturdays and Sundays, like I'm setting aside for her. And when I'm in that time, I'm going to be, try to be present and not distracted by other things. And so those are going to be my daily, disciplines of like planning those things out and being prepared, like you said, and then also spending some time with myself, whether it be in the mornings, get up five or 10 minutes early and spend that time with myself and my own faith and, you know, hopefully that leads to something over time. And so that is definitely something that I've taken away from you and that really stood out to me in that podcast. Um, so well,
1: well thanks, when, man. I'm glad you found that, uh, that beneficial and found that impactful. I'm really stoked to hear that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So what is, what is daily discipline? What is your daily discipline look like? You don't have to go through the whole uh, nine rules, but just like the
1: summary. Yeah. So like, like my daily routine and kind of like how I implement all of those things together. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so Monday through Friday, I wake up anywhere between 3 a.m. and 3.15. I try to get to bed. That's the thing that people that people get twisted. They think like, how are you only operating on like three and a half hours of sleep? <laughs> and it's like, I don't. I'm with you. If I only got three and a half hours of sleep, I too would be a zombie. I just go to bed early. So people always ask, like, what are your tips on getting up early? Well, the first tip is just getting up when your alarm goes off. The second tip, if you want to make tip number one, be a lot easier, get to bed early. That's, that's all I'll say about uh, getting up early. But uh, I do get up at anywhere between 3am and 315am. I have a crew of guys that I train with at Super Training Gym. We lift four days, sometimes five days a week. And we lift at 430am Monday through Friday. And then on Saturdays, um, a friday night is uh is date night, so I do stay up a little bit later so Saturdays if we train at five thirty and so I get up three a m between three fifteen The espresso machine is already set to turn on at three thirty so I get up, take a piss, brush my teeth, take a shower, do whatever I need to do, pack all my gear for the day so whether that's I just need my workout clothes and my lifting gear and my post workout shake I'll grab that which is already prepared the night before if i'm going from the gym straight to work, which is in the same building, which is pretty convenient. Then I need my work clothes, I need my toiletries bag, I need my shower stuff, all of that. So I'll pack that up as well, which is all prepared the night before. Once I get to the gym, I work out, We we have a system. We hit that system, we run through our training session, we train till anywhere between 6.30, 6.45. I either drive home, shower, and get immediately started on work as I'm making breakfast, or I'll spend some time uh, working on some personal development stuff as I'm getting ready. It kind of depends on on what we have going at, at Super Training Gym. Working with Mark um, and the crew there is absolutely amazing, but we don't run on a typical nine to five schedule. So some days I got to be ready to go at seven thirty. Some days the first thing we have going on in the day doesn't start until 10 o'clock. So when I start work kind of fluctuates, but I work and then at eleven a.m. Uh, most days of the week, um, I'll train at jujitsu when I can. If I if not, because of work, can, you know, time conflicts, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but I'll go to jujitsu, come home, finish up work, eat around five o'clock, five thirty, about an hour and a half before I go to bed. So somewhere around six thirty, I do my best to cut out. All work stuff. I try to not have anything too stimulating going on after 630. And the reason why that is, is because I, I just like, I believe it's important to have a solid morning routine. I also believe it's solid. It's important to have a solid, uh, pre bedtime routine. I've made this mistake before. And, I'm, and maybe you felt this, you feel like you had a crazy day. You're literally working up until five minutes. You decide to brush your teeth, kiss your wife, good night and go to bed and your mind is still racing. You feel like you can't actually relax and you just sit there thinking about all the crap that went on throughout the day, thinking about all the crap you got to do tomorrow. And that's really uh, negatively impacted me in the past leading to a lot of anxiety issues. So I try to give myself about an hour and a half before bed where I, will still like do some work related stuff, but it's only because I want to like, I'll listen to a podcast about strength training. I freaking love, the iron game. And that's, it is my job to be a strength coach, but it's what I love doing. So if I want to listen to a podcast after six 30 about how to get bigger biceps, I'll listen to a podcast about getting bigger biceps. So I'll do that. You know, I have settings on my phone and stuff to make the screen yellow and block out all the blue light and things like that. But for the most part, Monday through Friday, that's my routine. Uh, one day a week, Monday through Thursday, I make time to uh, spend time with my fiance for about 60 minutes, whether that's just grabbing a cup of coffee or just making dinner together, whatever that looks like. Friday night, uh, we have a standing date night every Friday night we do our absolute best to stick to that every time we try not to move it to Thursday or move it to Saturday. Cause that's usually how things get kind of messy. And it's like, Oh, last week it was on Thursday. Well, next week we'll just, we'll figure out a day next week. Cause if mm-hmm. if we've made that mistake before, you keep kicking that can down the road it never ends up, uh, never ends up happening. So every Friday night is date night. Um, do my best to get all my work done before then flip my phone over, stay away from my phone. I go to bed at nine thirty at those nights, get up, train at 530 on Saturday. Saturday I work on my own business, Settler Strength and Conditioning, until 12, 1 o'clock. And then after that, it's Saturday. I do my best to to relax as much as possible on Saturday. Um, depending on what my goals are, maybe I'll have a treat meal. Um, you know, I, I love my family so much. So I try to spend time with them as well. Sundays, I try to just make a complete Sabbath day where I do nothing. That is a lot easier said than done. Let me tell you. So like today, today's Sunday, I've been working a lot today uh, because yesterday was kind of a chill day, but that's kind of my, my weekly slash daily routine. It's pretty regimented. It's pretty uh, predictable. I guess you could say I eat the same thing every day. So I never spend more than 10 minutes making food because I prep it all the night before or the week before and it's the same thing every day, so it's a uh, it's pretty routine, so to speak. It's prepared and consistent. Yeah, I'm
0: very very similar. You know, like my my weeks are planned out, and they're pretty much the exact same. I eat almost the same thing um, every day, except for uh, so this week I, I'm actually um, trying some of Stan's vertical diet um, type stuff. Oh, okay. I got the book. Uh, went to Costco today and and been in nice. meal, meal prep and all this stuff. So um we'll we'll see how that goes but um all right before we get off here there's a couple more things i really wanted to talk to you about and so the the first one is is uh working at super training so honestly i mean kind of fangirl here but this podcast would not be around if it wasn't for super training uh so when i started my journey of trying to lose weight i knew absolutely nothing and literally the first podcast i came across was marks and i've been listening to it nice. for i've been listening to mark for probably five plus years and I've come across people like you know um, Matt Vincent and a whole other like just all kinds of different people through that podcast that you know have inspired me and given me information all that kind of stuff so I can't imagine to be you as like an up-and-coming strength coach and learning all these things like the culture there you're exposed to an enormous amount of like knowledge and
1: wealth how has that like helped
0: your growth
1: oh dude it's it's been incredible And, um, just like you, I found Mark a long time ago. I remember being in my algebra two class in high school, I had my hood on and I had like one headphone hiding in my hood, you know, as, as most high schoolers do. And I had my textbook, my math textbook propped up on the desk like this. But what the teacher couldn't see was that I was watching videos of Mark, like doing these super heavy good mornings with chains and all this stuff. And that's when I had first seen his videos and first heard about him. Um, and now like that I get to work with him and be part of his team and get to learn from him on a daily basis is, is still like, it's, it's unreal. And I don't want to like get choked up just thinking about it, but, uh, it's, it's amazing. And the opportunities that I've been able to have through, um, working with him, I've been nothing short of incredible. Um, and it's been great seeing he's I'll say this he is such an amazing role model and mentor to me on just like what is possible with daily discipline like I don't know if Mark had ever heard of the of daily discipline together before I started working for him but seeing what he's built is the ultimate testament of daily discipline seeing what he's built from being uh being broke and having a gym with 10 members that could hardly pay their gym dues to having one of the easily the best gym I've ever trained at, that's 100% free, because he wants to give back to powerlifting. And the reason it's free is because he took an idea that he had and turned it into a multi million dollar corporation. Like, that, that, that's incredible. That is so incredible. And I still pinch myself every time when I walk in the gym, I still pinch myself every time, like, just hearing like, oh, we're going to talk to this guy today. Like, that's freaking crazy. I was watching his YouTube videos at the same time I was watching your YouTube videos, Mark. So it's been amazing. It's been a huge blessing. I've learned a lot. I've been challenged in a lot of different ways and I've been able to have been able to take a really interesting look at the fitness industry, kind of from a behind the scenes level. And I realized that there's a lot of people in this industry, um, that aren't, as genuine as they appear to be. But at the same time, there are a lot of people that don't have a ton of followers on, on Instagram that are some of the smartest, most kind, loving, and genuine people I've ever come in contact with. And that has been some of the most rewarding aspects of of working at Super Training and working at Slingshot.
0: So coming from, you know, that kid in your Algebra 2 class watching his videos to, how i found you essentially was mark talking about you on his podcast and you know basically your story kind of inspired me because i love people who are like go-getters and who like face adversity and take risk and like those are the people who inspire me and he talked about i don't want to get your own story wrong here but how you know you just like wanted to be an intern and then they i guess they didn't have interns and you're like i'm willing to do anything you know and then yeah now you have like a full-time role there right so that whole story and just your kind of like go-getter attitude is like what inspired me to follow you and and, and listen to your podcast and the whole nine yards.
1: Well, well thank you, man. And you know that meme of uh, T'Challa where he's like, no, 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 we don't do that here. Mm-hmm. That's basically what it was like the first day at Super Training. The whole reason why I even how I even got introduced to Mark and the crew was I had just switched jujitsu gyms. And I was training at the same place that Inseema was training at. And I had seen Inseema and I'd met him before and I'd followed, followed him on Instagram for years. And so I like went up to him and I was like, super nervous. I'm like a new white belt. I was like, Oh, that's Inseema. Like he's so big. He's so jacked. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, Hey, uh, uh Mr. Ian, uh, do they have like internships or anything at super training? And he's like, Oh, I don't know. Like maybe, I don't know. Just talk to Smokey. And I was like, how do I talk to Smokey? And he's like, "Oh, just DM me. I'll find his email for you." So I was like, "Oh, okay." So he gives me his email. I email Steve uh, Smokey or uh, his real name Steven. Uh, it's weird calling him Stephen. <laughs> I email I email Smokey, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, how about you come by and like drop off your resume?" And So I drop off my resume, and uh, and he's like, "Well, can you like come in at all?" And I was like, "I can't because I have school." And so finally, like a weekend opened up where I could I could go in. And so uh, I email him back. I was like, Hey, like I can come in this weekend. Like, you know, is there anything you want me to work on? Or like I can drop off another resume. And he's like, nah, just show up at eight. We're going to be squatting. I was like, Oh <laughs> shoot. Okay. Here we go. Like I'm getting put through the ringer. And so I show up and uh, smoke is not even there yet. And like this, kid you know and this super jacked guy comes up to the door and he's like what's up dog i'm like hey man uh mr grandzella told me to come by and they're like oh smokey like all right for a show so they open the door and like i see the gym for the first time and i'm like like what like this is crazy so i go in and uh, i have my slingshot 2.0 knee sleeves and if you guys are familiar with super training products the slingshot knee sleeves are a pretty mild sleeve they're five millimeters thick they're pretty flexible. They're great. They're called the sports sleeves. Now they're, they're great for, for sports. And you could do like Olympic weightlifting in them and stuff, but they're not like heavy duty, like powerlifting sleeves. And so I put my sleeves on. Smokey comes in, I, I introduce myself to him and then he chucks me a pair of strong sleeves and I've never worn like legit strong sleeves before. So I'm trying to put them on. Like I'm off to the side, they're warming up one plate, two plates, three plates, they're adding the weight. And I'm like super embarrassed because I'm trying to get these sleeves on. Finally, a guy comes over, helps me put the sleeves on, and they're like, all right, you're up. And I was like, "Uh,
0: okay. So I I get under
1: the bar, and dude, Smokey freaking crushed me. Like, oh, my gosh, that was the sorest I had ever been probably in my entire life at that point. And he just put me through the freaking ringer. And I don't even think I met Mark that day. But at the end of it, he's like, okay come back tomorrow mark's gonna be here and we're doing speed bench so it's like okay I, in, in my head i'm thinking like okay like i'll come back and like maybe do my thing off to the side because like Smokey let me in his group like mark's the boss so you know when mark's you know in the group he's in the group you know and uh, so i get there and i meet him and he's like all right bud jump on the bench and i was like oh shoot like mark's watching me and of course mark was great he was super helpful and uh Made sure I didn't like knock my teeth out with the banded bench press, so we go through that workout again. Smokey and Mark just completely destroy me, and at the end, I asked Mark, "I was like, hey Mark, you know, like I'm wondering if you guys had any internship opportunities." And that's when he basically said, "Like, uh, I don't think we do that here." And I was <laughs> like, oh, great. <laughs> okay, and so then I was just like, "Well, I know there's a seminar a week from today." I'll do whatever you need me to do. I can go grab coffee for anybody. I can pick up anyone from the airport. Like I can come clean up or stay late, whatever you need me to do. I'll do it. And he goes, Oh, okay. Yeah. Just um, just talk to Smokey and, and we'll figure something out. And the rest is, I guess they say the rest is history. And that's kind of how it, how it started. It started with a lot of little jobs here and there just picking up trash and helping out with things and a spot to train with the team. And as I got to know some of the team members, I got to know Smokey a little bit, then they're like okay well how about you help us out with this over here and then yeah like as you if you listen to the podcast you kind of know the rest of the story it turned into a full-time job which is a huge blessing
0: yeah i mean that's amazing i I think it's cool because um, the people who really succeed are the people that um, have the mindset that they're willing to do anything you know like nothing's beneath them like you know, I went to school and I have a college degree, but I don't care to take out the trash if that's what I need to do, you know, to earn my place or to do whatever. And, you know, I think it's also cool that you just had like the, um, the guy kind of go getter attitude, just be like, Hey, can I, can I get Smokey's email? Like a lot of people won't even don't have the confidence or don't have the courage or whatever, just to impro- approach and see him in the first place and say, Hey, are there internship opportunities, and a lot of people miss out on opportunities mm-hmm. in life because of that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, I think people don't put themselves in a corner enough. I know we talked about it earlier with putting a date on the calendar, um, but the whole reason why I even wanted an internship in particular at Super was because I was uh, I was a junior in college. I needed to get an, a summer internship set up to to graduate. And I talked to my, I had two main professors that were kind of the heads of the department. I talked to one of them and he's like, oh yeah, you know, like I got some hospitals that you could intern at, do some rehab stuff. And I've worked at a physical therapy office before I've worked at several of them. And I realized real quick that I am not cut out to be a physical therapist. Like you got like no offense to all the old people that like fell and sprained their hips or anything, but like the, the, the energy level is way too low. I need something a little bit more hype. So I talked to the other professor and I was like, Hey man, like um, I get it. If I need to do this internship at some like hospital to graduate, but there's this gym called super training. And thankfully he knew who Mark was. I don't think he knew him personally, but he knew who Mark was. He knew about super training. And he said, "Uh, if you get the internship at super training, if you get anything at super training, I'll do whatever we need to do to make sure you get a pass as the internship. And I was like, okay, this is it. Like, if I don't get this internship, I'm going to be stuck at a hospital wiping butts and teaching old people to do like three sets of 10 mm-hmm. leg raises or something like that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's not for me. And so when you put yourself in a corner like that, when you stack the, the cards against yourself, you really have no other option but to be successful with it. And so even if Mark shut me down and like, we don't really have anything like that. A lot of people may be like, okay, that's good enough for me. Bye, you know and kind of like turn around, tuck their tail between their legs and like, Oh, they, they told me, no, they didn't want me when that's, that's not true. You just didn't push hard enough. You didn't like challenge. Not that I was challenging Mark to to in any way, but you didn't, uh, challenge yourself to be like, well, I'll show up early. I'll stay late. I'll get here before anybody else. I'll be the last person to leave and do whatever you need me to do. How many people have come up to Mark and said that, you know, probably not, many. Probably not as many people that said like, Hey, um, like, can I come train? Can I come help out? Oh, I, I'm i too busy at that time. Okay, see ya,
0: you know? Yep. All right, man. So um, wrapping up, I ask uh, this question to all of my guests. And so if there's one tip that you could give the listeners to help them, you know, on their weight loss journey or their journey to become a better person or what, you know, whatever path they're taking, what would that tip be?
1: Utilize some daily discipline. You know, like we mentioned earlier in the show, daily discipline is consistent actions, habits, routines, choices, and decisions that may not be pleasurable in the moment, but will pay dividends in the long run. So if you're listening to this, do people watch this or is this audio only? Audio only. Audio only. Okay. So if you're in your car right now, you're listening to this on your way to work, maybe you're on your way home from work you're getting up early, maybe you're listening to this at the gym, if you are great job. But if you're listening to this, remember that the investment that you're putting in yourself today, isn't going to pay off right away, it's going to pay off down the line. And so if you are prepared, which is the key to daily discipline, number one, if you are prepared to be disciplined, you are going to be much more successful in reaching those goals. And if you're able to be consistent in how you prepare consistent and how you act on your daily discipline, you're going to be crushing goals left and right. And like Mike said, it is a snowball effect. You accomplish one goal with the use of daily discipline. You have a little bit more money to start spending on some other goals. You hit that goal, which is a little bit bigger. Maybe you stretch yourself. You test yourself a little bit. You get out of your comfort zone. You kind of like break beyond your boundaries a little bit with what you think you can do. And you end up being okay. You end up accomplishing that. Okay. Go chase down something bigger. Go chase down something else. That would be my, my advice to your listeners. Awesome, man! And uh,
0: let everybody know where they can find you and in all the stuff you have going on.
1: Yeah. Well, for, well, first of all, thank you so much, Mike. It's been great talking with you. I hope Absolutely. we uh, continue uh, chatting and uh, keeping each other updated on on our goals for the end of the year. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, like I said, my name is Josh Selig, the BJJ strength coach. If you're interested in just strength training on how to navigate balancing wrestling, how to navigate balancing jujitsu and getting strong, you can go to strength.com. That's S-E-T-T-L-A-G-E.com. I have a free four-week uh, deadlift and grip strength program that I want to send you guys. So you just click on the button on the website. You can get that directly, uh, sent over to you. You can follow me on Instagram at Joshua Setledge. And you can also listen to my podcast. It's not really related to strength training or anything like that. We do dabble in that a little bit. But really, like I mentioned at the start of the show, my number one purpose in life is to set the world on fire with Daily Discipline. And the way I do that is by spreading Daily Discipline with my podcast, the Daily Discipline Manifesto podcast. And you can find that on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. I also have a YouTube channel. Um, It doesn't have a lot of stuff on there right now, but hopefully I'll be cranking out some more content. It's just set strength and conditioning. That's pretty much where you can find me.
0: Awesome, guys. That's a wrap. Thanks again to Josh for being on the show. Uh, biggest key takeaway here is uh, get yourself some daily discipline implemented in your life, and you will go far and be very successful. As always, stay hungry, my friends, and we will see you next week.